Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smod Coast Morning Show, uh, Left Coast, West Coast, something edition. Uh, I am a host, Marty, you, and I'm here with Giselle Net. Good morning, everybody. A host? A host. I'm... And you are a also host. a host. Oh, I thought I was the host. <laughs> yes, you are. No, no, you are. Uh, you are triple A host. Oh, triple A. Okay. Yes. Uh, Bill is uh, wor- shooting right now. He's shooting nights on this short film, and Kruger is working on a new job right now. So, uh, I know that we were supposed to have our Oktoberfest today. today. Yes, but I was thinking that it might be f- more fun to drink at night as opposed to at nine in the morning. No, I think we definitely should do it in the morning. I, I was thinking about it because but then our, all our friends who is listening can join in and tweet things. But what if we did it at night and we somehow got a live stream in and oh, could do it then? Can our think? listeners join us at I don't time? know. I'll, I'll find out. What so maybe we could do it. Uh, maybe we could do it on, uh, over the weekend or something like that. It's just, I don't know if I want to spend the rest of the day, my Tuesday, tipsy. <laughs> well, I guess it wouldn't be the first time. But, you know, it's it's more fun but when I'm in a sad... Celebration for Oktoberfest. Yeah, it's more fun when you're in a depressive spiral and just like, you know, finding your way into the bottle. Well, we have to figure it out. All right, but, we will discuss this offline. Today, we decided we was not going to do it today. Yes. So I apologize for those who had their steins ready and their uh, yaver... Uh, you know, there are cases of Yaver ready to drink. Open and ready to go. Yeah, if but you, you know what? Don't let, don't let that stop yeah, you from drinking. Yeah, don't let us stop you. If you is drinking, please tweet in and tell yes. us what you're having and how drunk you are. Tweet in at Nooner Dan Marty, or you can, uh, there, the mail sack, there's plenty of room in the mail sack. Uh, and that's uh, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. The Tumblr is maintained by Darren and Tyson, and that is tuesdaysmornings.tumblr.com. And you can, you can write in and tell us too much about yourself. Yes, please, please. The more uncomfortable information, the better. <laughs> Just and so long as you will regret it once you sober up. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're drunk. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, and good morning to hyper-Canadian Aaron and uh, Darren and um, Joseph Douglas Watson and Chris Brown and fuck Steve Kruger and... Um, Tyson and Darren, did I say that? I, I, well, hey, can you put this this computer you handed me? But I don't know what to click on. You know, you just click on the window that has the Twitter stream oh. on it. Hey, oh yeah, hey, everyone gets are. gets a little glimpse on how the sausage is made. Um, I wanted to start off today uh, by talking about something that's so important in the news. Yeah, what is that? Have you been following GamerGate at all? Oh, some lady was forced out of something because she's outspoken about ladies being able to speak about something. Well, yes, there's been a lot written written about Gamergate. And if you read on one side, say uh, on Gawker, uh, that'll give you one perspective. And if you read on like Breitbart, that will give you another perspective. And it's Breitbart. He's a really conservative perspective. Yes, yes. Uh, it's uh, from Andrew Breitbart, who's passed right. away. But, but um, yeah, it's it's a pretty conservative right wing 
male-driven uh, uh, media voice out there. And what is their point of view? Shut up, lady! Uh, well, this all started in August, okay, uh, when there was a, a gamer, um, I mean, a, a game developer, and who was, uh, her name was Quinn, her last name is Quinn, uh, and her ex-boyfriend wrote this this long piece about her, uh, about her cheating on him, and then accused her of sleeping with uh, a journalist um, to get favorable reviews on Kotaku, or so, I think that's what it was. Oh, one of some of the game that she have developed. Right, and it turns out, you know, whether they had slept together or not, she, he never even reviewed the game, and so it was it was not a fair. It was it was unfounded. Yeah, uh, but it didn't make a difference because the gamer community just exploded and sent you know just horrible uh, tweets at this woman and and sent oh, you know boy. just badmouthed her and called her all sorts of names, and this coincided with um, uh, a journalist named Lee Alexander who uh, on Ga uh, Gama Sutra Gama Sutra the it's an, another game uh, website she published a uh, in August a Uh, an article saying that gaming gamers are over, gamer culture is is dead, and it was a very opinionated piece. And you know, which is, I think, as a journalist, you you as an opinion piece, you should be you should take strong stances. And she basically said that uh, um, video game culture of the the culture of young men, you know, uh, queuing with plush mushroom hats and backpacks and uh, judging promo poster roles, uh, queuing for events that that world that male driven uh world is over um and that really angered young males who play video games and wore mushroom hats and so they they sent death threats to her and and just called her horrible things uh and and her point was that the gaming world is expanding beyond just that that, that, that yeah. there's a, a mainstream gaming culture that uh is emerging yeah um but she she did it in a very incendiary way and then uh, a couple other journalists also had similar pieces like that um and then uh there was a, a woman who uh, a developer uh named Wu. she I'm, was the lady who was gonna have a speech yes and she got so many Death threat. No, no, no. That's a different woman. See, oh. this is Brianna Wu, uh, who is a game developer, and she t t made a couple tweets about this. And and Gamergate was coined by Adam Baldwin, who is the actor in My Bodyguard. He played the bodyguard in My Bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah, and he's oh. a uh, he's a really good actor. And and I met him on the TV show Chuck. Super nice guy, but he's a like a total right wing Republican. Like oh. you know, he was. What was he talking about? Like. How he had to—he was complaining that he had to send his daughter to to college, and how she was going to have to pay for it herself. And like, you know, he's a rich guy, you know. But uh, is he related to? Uh, he's the, not a Baldwin brother. He's not a Baldwin. He's brother. the Baldwin who's not totally a Baldwin. Totally separate. Wonderful actor, species. nice guy, but he coined this term "Gamergate" and has been outspoken about that. But you know, he's like this white male, you know, yeah. uh, which is. One of the things that the, the people have been complaining about is... So anyhow, Brianna Wu, uh, she was this game developer. She made a couple tweets about Gamergate and then was faced with death threats. Uh, you know, you you made a shitty game nobody liked. That's it. Nobody care, will care when you die. And then your children will die. And, and then published her 
uh, tweeted out her address. Yeah, that's And right. so then she had to leave her home with her husband and uh, was staying with friends. So um, the, the people behind Gamergate are saying that it's not about uh, that that whole um, that that whole thing is being blown out of proportion, and that Gamergate is really about journalist journalistic ethics. Oh, right from the beginning, right the from the beginning, that, with yes. people reviewing games for reasons that are not so right. That game developers are are paying off, you know, and like the disc. Jockeys, wasn't right, they? Right, the old payola days. Payola, yeah. that's yeah. right, payola. So that's what they're saying that this oh. is. And, but the problem is, and, and there might be a, a problem with that, and, and I'm, I'm sure that that is uh, uh, an issue, and that's always been an issue in, in reviews, right? You know, back to the payola days. And, uh, and there, the, the video game sites that have been uh, called out for it have also exposed these things, too. They have... You know, so they, but the um, the problem is that the people who are say that they're Gamergate supporters, people like at Breitbart, they don't con- they aren't really outspoken about condemning the violence, and they say, oh, that that has nothing to do with us. Yeah, that's. But these are people who are making these threats in the name of Gamergate, and it's not an organized thing. So, um, so, oh, there goes Bruno. Um, so th- they need to take responsibility for that. Is a dog's bark a form of a death threat? <laughs> Just a threat, you know, to the gopher or the little moth or yeah, whatever I- they're barking. I'm going to get you. I'm going to yeah. get you. Well, that's a terrible way to do it. Bruno's out there making death threats. Yeah, well, to the motorcycle that just went by. Oh, to the motorcycle. Yeah, he will, he will kill that motorcycle if he can ever catch him. No, he don't follow through on his threats. <laughs> he's just, he's an empty threader. He's, he's like the gamer game people, threatening to kill people. Um, yeah, and so, anyhow, it's, it's uh, I think it's been overblown i guess because i don't think that the journalistic problem is as big as people think it is oh it could also be i know that um the people who is not getting the reviews that they want maybe to a little bit of extent they have uh what do they say bitter grapes Yes, sour grapes. And and so they say, well, somebody's paying somebody because nobody's reviewing me. Right. No, there there definitely is that. There uh, could be that. Yeah. And, you know, the, I think that um, in general, magazines are going to pay attention to big developers and big distributors more than smaller games. Yeah. A friend of mine uh, curates uh, creative competitions on, on the computer and the people who compete, a lot of them cheat. They cheat. And, and my friend's job is to figure out the cheating and the voting and disqualify who needs to be disqualified. And the people who are cheating, oftentimes when they get disqualified, they're the ones complaining the loudest. Why was I disqualified? How dare you? This is not fair. This is a conspiracy. Well, you was cheating with your votes. Yes. Yes, and and but that doesn't matter, and you know, and, and I think that's that's the similar attitude here of like you know we're like we're not violent, we're not violent, but then you know these yeah. misogynistic things get yeah. posted up, and they. But this is what I think, Marty. In today's culture, um, 
trending, what they say, trending, or, mm -hmm. you know, just to be part, a big part of the conversation that have value, even if it is negative things, what is being said, just that that something is being said about you have value. So uh -oh. good or bad. I, yeah, that's right. Good or bad. The publicity is valuable in our current society. I think this is ridiculous, but that's the way it is. So uh, in a way, I'm going to say that this is good that all this is coming up because it opened the conversation and it awakened people to, oh, ladies can be gaming too. And and the gamer culture is changing. And, and yeah, no, no, absolutely. That. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the internet is great. It unites fringes you know which is i think it makes uh these um some you know what the gamer culture that they're talking about of these isolated males with who are lacking in social skills like it unites them together and i think that when women get are outspoken they feel threatened by it yeah definitely well you know that's what it all come down to is somebody feel threatened and when well, they have like social skills then they they come out with <laughs> I'm going to rape you. Yes, yes. That's what they have at their, their disposal. Yes. Uh, but all the time when a group is asked to change throughout history, when a group is asked to change and they feel their way of life is threatened, they freak out. Yes. And it's how you freak out. And um, I don't think that anybody, I think, that, you know, they can have their little corner or, or big corner if it is, you know, if, if that's what it is. But... They they can't. Well, okay. So, one of the big criticisms of of gaming culture is that it's misogynistic, mm -hmm. and there. So then there are, there are these women uh, video game developers out creating interesting video games that you know might not get a huge audience, but they they um, give a different perspective. And then there are a bunch of of, of high powered uh, female developers as well, um, but then. The um, th and I think they're right in their claims. And and one of the the threatened woman is Anita Sarkeesian, I think her name is, and she has a a video uh, blog, a vlog, as I think they're called. Yeah, um, I've heard this term. Yes, uh, that is uh, right now she's doing a series on um, feminist uh, feminism in video games. Yeah, and she has been just uh, just attacked, and so she was uh, scheduled to give a speech in Utah and then somebody threatened uh, like a, a, a Right, mass that's murder. the part that I heard. Right. That's where I come into the story. <laughs> yes, and so she, <laughs> she to the did not, she declined yeah, the engagement. Speak, yeah. yeah. Well, this, this is the period of adjustment. You know, I just went to see a friend of mine have a show about the history of women's rights in America and how women get the vote very slowly and uh, really these ladies have to fight long time, long time, hundreds of years, you know, mm -hmm. from them starting to say, hey, why why can't we own property ourselves? Why why can't I have a credit card in my own name? It have to be in my husband's name. Right. This was up till the middle of 1900s. Yes. Uh, so things move very slowly because the established group don't want to change. They say, no, we're going to die. It's a... Uh, 
psychological thing. They think things will die. Everything will explode and die if, if we change. And it takes a long time, a rough period of adjustment. Well, I think... A lot I don't of- mean to be what they say. Uh, who's that lady they say if you're being poly, Pollyanna? Pollyannish. Pollyannish? Yeah, like to sugarcoat it. Yeah, yeah. But really, it, it just... I, I choked. <laughs> uh, wait for the kombucha to, to kick, kick in. in. Um, yeah, well, you know, I watched a couple of these videos that Anita Sarkeesian made, and and they're pretty compelling. You know, she she talks a lot about how women are objectified in games, and like how in this. Oh yeah, do you think? Yeah, women like, is objectified in everything. In everything, yes, and uh, and like in Hitman, like there are no female characters who aren't like sexualized of course not and and so and then there's another uh outspoken video guy named thunderfoot who has some i I find him just unbearable but uh, i mean he has some good things to say but he attacked her in a very mocking way and basically he says that there's no such there's no such thing as feminism that there's no need for feminism. Oh, he, he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I would pat him on the head and say, you're funny. <laughs> ha- have a cookie. Go go sit down. Have a cookie. And no, there's, yeah, I'm sure he's getting laid left and right, too, with attitudes like that. You know, he probably is. Yeah. Well. Because he's commending and a lot of ladies like that. Oh, someone commending and they, they you know, they like that. Um, didn't, this guy, I heard on the radio yesterday, a guy from one of the big companies, I don't remember which one, one of the big, big... Microsoft. Is it that the one? Yes. He said, we don't need to... I don't remember the big quote, but mm. it was something like, don't worry about asking for a raise because if the system is working, you will just naturally get a raise. That was Microsoft, Based yeah. on your karma. It is karma. <laughs> and then all the ladies is going, you're crazy. You don't know what it's like to be a woman in the workforce. And I think they're right. Yes. He, he, so, you know... Uh, one of the ladies on the radio was saying it's really good that he he said this publicly because now we can all uh, open up the dialogue and and oh, and he came out and he apologized for it. Yeah, you know? yeah, he don't and seem like a bad guy, no, no, but no, just I, he's he, young he framed and it he, poorly. He framed and he don't uh, maybe he don't know he don't have the experience of. Of being a woman? Yeah. <laughs> he can come close, you know, maybe he put on panties in the privacy of his home. I don't know. I don't judge whatever he want to do. But it's not the same. Panties do not the lady make. Um, <laughs> no, they don't. But they can make a lady hotter. <laughs> oh, now you're going to have to justify oh, that. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you. I feel like I'm on Grand Theft Auto. Um. Yes, and but I, I think uh, the I'm sorry, I just got caught up in something. I, I just choked myself. Um, <laughs> I do that sometimes. Yeah. No, the um. But you know, feminism. When when people talk about any sort of so- form of social criticism, whether it's about race, whether it's about uh, sexism and racism or classism, things can be a little outrageous or not, or just extreme, you know? Like, mm-hmm. for instance, if, if I'm angry that there's not enough 
uh, fair racial casting in in TV shows, mm-hmm. and then and you know I want more Asian characters, and then I want every Asian character to be, you know, if they have an accent, then I, I get it up up in arms. Why do they have an accent? You know why? You know why can't just be a, a an Asian American? You know, but the truth is, like sometimes you want a character who's sexualized. You know, sometimes sometimes the, you want somebody who's a foreign character. You know, yeah. so. When, uh, so it's easy to cherry pick the uh, the arguments of a half an hour program about uh, sex, you know, about feminism, and pick out things that are oh, you're kind of reaching there, you know, and that's what Thunderfoot was doing was like pulling out these quotes that she said, uh, Anita Sarkeesian, you know, and just take them out of context, and it makes her look ridiculous if she says, you know, if she mentions, uh, you know. That uh, the, the one character is uh, that there are anyhow. You know what I'm saying. I'm totally joking. <laughs> you, you joked. <laughs> yes, I, I woke up at four and I couldn't couldn't get back to sleep. Do you want some kombucha? No, I'm hoping for this caffeine to kick in. Okay. Hey, uh, complete change of subject. Wait, we're still talking about this. Okay, no. we are. Uh, then no, no, go ahead. Uh, I want to say that uh, some of these tweets. The uh, hyper Canadian said, "If there are, if there is female gamers, there should be female game makers." Yeah, I like that, and I think there will be. Might not go as fast as we would want, but the gamers will make games, and, and oh yeah, and the there games been, will be good. And historically, there have been great female yeah. Uh, game makers. Yeah, uh, and Darren had pointed out that Nintendo were notorious for not supplying magazines with copies of games if they gave a bad review of the game. Yeah, so that's like reverse payola. Yeah, and yes. So I think that there needs, maybe there needs to be a code that people, that both developers and journalists sign sign up for. That, you know, like a, if, if you sign up for this code, then you agree to provide advanced copies and then um, without... Regard to you know the quality of the review. Like, oh, you mean like an official code? That, uh, exactly, a code of conduct. A code know. of conduct, and then, and then each publication or game maker can they can say, "I have subscribed to this code of conduct." Right, right. And I have not taken any payola, and I oh, agreed to that's be. That's a really good idea. Fair, yeah. I mean, who knows if something like that would work? Did something happen to the stream? Oh no, just his app. Oh. Okay. No. No. We okay. John Harvey had a problem. Oh, the feed is down? No, he said, oh, no, just my app, haha. Oh, well, then... That is what they call, uh, is it what they call pepkek? Do you hear of this, pepkek? No, what's that? It's the, it's an acronym. Uh-huh. P-E-B-C-A-K. It means problem exists between chair and keyboard. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> That's me. That's me. <laughs> well, no, Amy Elizabeth has dead air, and so oh. does Hyper Canadian. Oh. So I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to keep on going. I oh, sorry, everybody. Well, I don't. I don't think it's our pro- fault because okay. we're. I think we're doing okay. Mm. Um, I think that you know it's it's good that this conversation is happening. Sure, for the, the lady gamers because. Um, it's just good. Communication well, is good, and there's going to be more people who's going to say, "Oh, this ladies make good arguments," and this thunder thunderbutt guy is really, yeah. really silly. 
It will come out. It wash out. Well, one of the other complaints of the Gamergate people is they say that people should not, reviewers should not include feminism in their reviews. In their, they complain that like, okay, if you don't like, you know, bikini clad women getting raped in GTA Five, then that's your, that's on you, you know. It's on you. <laughs> and just let us have our fun. And, you know, I'm all for cheap thrills. And uh, No, I agree that I think it should be reviewed. That's, that's first of all, well, yeah, well I think. feminism or, or any sort of social uh, perspective is, it, is in every type of criticism. Yeah. And why shouldn't it be in video games? Absolutely. So uh, the, it, there was a, f- a very interesting interview with like three or two pro-Gamergate women in uh, by Huffington Post, and they were trying to to defend the movement. And one of them was said, you know, feminism shouldn't, ideology shouldn't be in criticism in video game reviews. And that's, you cannot have a review without some sort of ideology behind it, you know? Everybody comes with a personal perspective. Of course. Otherwise, you would just say, there was a lot of pretty colors moving on the screen. <laughs> Even boom, that, bam, boom. Even that is an ideology. Oh, you're a about colorist. Colors. I'm a colorist. Yeah, <laughs> How that's dare right. you? How dare you bring your color color slant into your <laughs> review? So, yeah, so it, it made me really mad that she didn't get called on that because, you know, like, I, you know, that also makes you appreciate a certain publication or reviewer. And then you get, you can go and say, oh, well, you know, the, the, you know, Rex Reed is a terrible reviewer because he comes from, like, his perspective. You, you you know what perspective he comes from, you know? And then you know to go back to them again. Like, oh, she has a feminist perspective. I like her reviews. Mm-hmm. I will go back to them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so that's that's the whole point of journalism. Like, like everybody comes from a different perspective. And yeah. you can't... You can be an objective re- reviewer and still bring your own personal perspective to it yes 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 yeah. i think so yeah hey do you think that uh, because fringes can uh, come together on the internet and through gaming like you say and then how you say you can find a reviewer that have a perspective that you like or respect do you think we are then segregating ourselves too much based on our different belief systems or points of view like oh i only read breitbart because i agree with him or oh, i only absolutely. read this and and you know maybe some of the boy gamers who is mad about the lady gamers is bending together more tightly and separate themselves. It's funny because the internet brings us together, but it also allows us to separate ourselves. Yes. And I, you know, I, there's a... What's going to happen? It's very interesting. There's a journalist named uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, who is one of the guys who um, exposed the... Uh, he's a guy, writer for Breitbart. Um, he, he found these emails that showed some collusion in in these video game reviews and and that's great that he did that but i don't think he uh, so but i decided to read his stuff on breitbart i'm not a breitbart reader but and i just think that he's very um myopic and and uh, as are the people on gawker who are like gamergate is overblown and you know but uh, so yeah you're absolutely right like you can that's the the thing about the internet is you get to choose what you listen to yeah and, and and you 
it can reinforce it can reinforce a separation rather than connection with everybody you connect definitely with your group right but is your group able to connect with other groups yeah uh, i wonder if these gamers who get mad at the ladies then they turn out to to have those red pills you know right. the red pill group yeah yeah i read about these guys wait what's the red pill group oh that's that you're to, making no uh, the red pill is a philosophy of uh male female relationship it ha uh, the reference have to do from the matrix movie oh, yeah, yeah, that's blue pill yeah. and red pill uh, whereas the blue pill give you a nice uh, vision fantasy the right. red pill is supposedly the reality, reality. Right. okay so these red pill guys they follow um uh like i say a philosophy of male female relationship based on the pickup artist <laughs> and how to pick up women right. and the, it is a view of women as sort of the enemy to be conquered and uh, I feel do you have to dominate her and you have I'm to be alpha male I'm mad that they appropriated the, the red pill because oh I, yeah it's a thing that's terrible because no, this have been around this red pill know, group for but, a long time but I consider myself somebody who would take would take the red pill and I don't think that at all in a, right in the matrix yeah well you can't say it nowadays because that means you you have to be alpha male and conquer the ladies and you don't trust women and they have to be you they, you have to make them submit to you you have to play psychological games to make them feel bad about themselves so then they will sleep with you like you come up and you say oh are you are you trying to lose weight you look like you're on a diet like that oh it's going well Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Well, almost there. And you make them want to seek your approval. You know, it's, it's crazy time. No. They, they don't teach, uh, we're not teaching each other how to relate really to another person to connect. But person. don't you think that that sort of tack only attracts a certain type of woman, like some, a woman who's insecure? Like you wouldn't fall for that, would you? Not anymore, but I would have. Yeah. There was a time in my life when I have a lot of my self-worth was based on if I could have the fellas to like me. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, you know, growing up, because of the images what I see in the media and also my own family situation, these things. But I really do think the media image have a lot to do with it. Ladies is conditioned to think, oh, you know, I'm not really a lady unless the, the men like me. And if I'm attractive to men... Then that make me more of a lady. Keep going. I'm, I'm getting off on this. <laughs> you like this? I like this. I like this, Giselle. Wow. This Giselle lost 10 pounds, didn't she? And I have a certain kind of body that everybody <laughs> thinks is so nice. <laughs> you know, you, you think this is very common. It's very, very common. I guess I, I never uh, exploited that. I never knew how to take advantage of that but now you know that i'm uh, 48 years old what that's unbelievable unbelievable and now most of the men don't look at me for uh, you know because i'm past that age mm -hmm. then things is different and it allow me the time to go oh my self-worth is not based on what the other men think of me It's very refreshing. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Um, wait, so what was your point about the red pillars? Uh, 
think when I read a red pill commentary, uh-huh. what I hear in it below the vitriol uh-huh. and the misogyny, mm-hmm. I hear... A sad little boy yeah, just looking for approval. I hear alienation. This young man is alienated and, and afraid and lonely and they don't know how to relate to other people or to ladies. Uh they don't they're not able to connect it's interesting like cuz i was reading some of these uh, misogynist and tweets. they are very insecure themselves yeah yeah really insecure and it just it just i feel sad for them i know and i just thought like oh somebody needs a hug you know yeah. like somebody did not get hugged in in those those formative years of of infancy can i say something please this that's is gonna... what, that's why you have a mic oh <laughs> 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 Don't joke. Okay. <laughs> well, the the fact that now I I'm aware of this microphone pointing right at my mouth. No, see, this is the male dominance, the, the penis s- pointed at your mouth. Oh, why do you have to say it? <laughs> see, that's that's the sort of feminism where I'm just like, well, how else are you going to broadcast your voice? <laughs> you know, like somebody should make a, yes, somebody should make a, <laughs> this concave a, microphone, a microphone with, shape. And you, it's sort of yeah, it's like a big. Big uh, uterus, or yeah, whatever. you just Big, stick, stick stick your whole face into it and, and start talking, and then just just work the uh, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> just work the little nub in there. Hello, everybody. I'm in my lady mic. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. What was I going to say? Oh, you were saying about they need a hug. Uh, I am now starting to see people. Uh, and I'm starting to see really what is special and you. This sounds so silly and new agey, touchy feely. But like when I see somebody, I see the brightness in their eyes and their hope and all their creative potential and their ideas and the special way that they have of phrasing things or, or the jokes that they make or how they perceive the world is also interesting we each and everyone have our own gifts our uniqueness right. I, I know this sound really really touchy feel it do it and so vague but i feel it very strongly and i don't think we is doing a very good job in our culture and society these days of really supporting people in in looking and and really appreciating their own gifts so nobody knows their own gifts and everybody is searching outside they i have to do what you know the advertisers say uh, then i will be a valuable person yeah i don't know if that applies to red pillars or whatever it's i think it's it's part of it yeah. because i think people grow up and they're feeling alienated and they don't know uh how to get acknowledgement for their own gifts from themselves, from their own heart, from the people around them. And so they they feel bereft. And then they say, well, I'm lonely and bereft. And so they, yeah. And so when you're feeling lonely and bereft, like there, there are certain things you can, you do to, to feel something, I guess. I mean, not necessarily to feel something, but to, to feel like you, you you're present. Um, so, for example, my my brother-in-law, he's, he just started uh, teaching this year. And uh, there's a, a kid in his class who, um, I guess, comes from a family, uh, a very wealthy family. Um, and they're 
located in another country. Uh-huh. And so, so he's sort of displaced from his family. And he will just shout out in the middle of class and raise his hand and say, you know, uh, Jesus was a terrorist or all hail King, <laughs> King Jong Un. Kim Jong Un. He's an instigator. Yeah. But, and it's really just like he's trying to, he's a troll. Like, he's, yeah. he's like, you know, there's no such thing as date rape or all she needs is a good dick and, you know, like people who say that just are, are just don't have any, their, uh, their need to be heard supplants their empathy. Yes, yes. And, and if we go a little deeper, where do that need to be heard come from? They are not feeling heard. They are not feeling acknowledged. They don't have learned an outlet for their gifts, a creative outlet for their gifts or, or where to put their ideas that will get them some acknowledgement in yeah, a yeah. healthy way. Their hug, they, they, yes. So it come down to a hug. Well, Darren says that Giselle should listen to the Bible. Colossians 3.18, wives be subject to your husbands. Oh, Darren, you're funny. <laughs> Have a cookie. No, um, he says that the, and the internet allows everyone to indulge confirma- confirmation bias on any view. And then yes, it's true. If you look hard true. enough, you can find anybody who will, like the, the flat earthers who are out there. Like, yeah. You know, uh, and I wonder if they genuinely believe that the Earth is flat, or they just want to be different. You know, it's just I don't know. There are people who still believe it. I well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the other thing uh, that I'm thinking of these days is, well, I don't know. I, I, I tend to say things, and then I think I'm too simple-minded. That's not the way the world. Nonsense. It's true. Uh, but you know that uh, Buddhist saying, chop wood, carry water? They say, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Meaning? There's work that needs to be done, just do your work. And uh, don't worry so much if you enlightened or you're not enlightened or this person <laughs> disagrees right. with you. Everybody's still got to eat and poop. And, yeah, uh, we still have to eat and poop. Eat, poop and fuck. What? <laughs> Giselle is blushing. <laughs> I'm prudish. I have told you that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, on a day-to-day basis, on a day-to-day basis, I just try to get along with the people that I run into. Sure. That's and, the most you can do, right? You know, it's, if I'm in the elevator with somebody, I don't say, hey, is you a flat earth person? What the hell is wrong with you? And do you <laughs> do you like the prostitutes on GTA V5, whatever? 30 of them, according to Darren. Yes, I read that. that is very, have you met them all? There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very nice ladies. Um you know, I don't. We're just in the elevator and we say, How are you today? Oh, I'm pretty good. Have a nice day. You look nice today. I like those pants. Oh, thank you very much. But I find that, like, conducting that way, I'm, I'm surrounded by people with the same political views as me. In an elevator? No, no, Wait, just in I my know. life. You know? Oh, oh. But I don't go seeking out, like, lefty, you know, pinko liberals, uh, pro choice Democrats. I just, that just naturally happened. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about when you're out in the oh, world. Out in the world. Okay. When, you, when you're in. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's much, much safer to be. When in. you're in situations that 
or just anywhere, you know, can you just try to get along? Like somebody have only one item in the grocery and I have a whole basket. Oh, here you go. Go ahead of me. Well, I'm a bright part. Oh, then you get behind me. No, no. We just try to get along. You go ahead. Oh, that person's nice. I try to be nice. And then it spread. You see, I'm too simple-minded. You're too simple-minded. I'm too um, simple-minded. Does, do, does, do, you, do you play video games at all? Uh, let me think. No. Does my friend Helmut? Yes. Uh, I think that he was playing uh, shelf life, half life, half life. Yes. Lifespan. Uh, yeah, he was, and also World of Warcraft sometimes. Oh, really? Oh, and this is what I hear come from the other room sometimes. Uh, terrorists win. Oh yeah, yeah. What um, is that one? Uh, it's not Half Life. It's uh, the 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 shooting game. Uh, First person shooter. Yeah. Terrorists win. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. But he yeah he was playing online a lot. What is that? What is that one? I don't know. Somebody let us know what what it was. But War of No Throne No um, Hero. Uh, Someone will tweet in what it yeah, is yeah. called. Um, but yeah, but those are those are just men killing men. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, have you seen any movies? Uh, let's change gears to something more fun, like movies. Okay. Do you think, Marty, that we have added anything substantial to the conversation? I don't think so. But, well, I... Okay. But my, I like watching your mouth move. <laughs> oh, that's gross. <laughs> I'm a prude. <laughs> uh, no, I... Well, I think it puts it in perspective. What? Wait. You said you sexualize. Your mouth moving? Can <laughs> yeah. your mouth move for any other reason? No, no. no. Is the only reason no. it moves? Yeah, You're, you got a real pretty mouth. That's what I heard you say. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you got the... Well, you know, I read about the Gamergate thing, and then uh, and I thought, oh, these fucking, you know, misogynist assholes. And then I read about it more, and I was like, oh, well, they have a, something to say about journalism. And then I read about it more, and I was like, no, they're kind of douchebags. <laughs> so I, I just delved into it deeper than I meant to go, and I found out a lot about it. And it made me think about feminism and, yeah. and uh, social criticism in general yeah. and, and journalism and what the power of trolls yeah. That's really scary. You know? Yeah, it is. But it's it start people is talking about it and that is good. Uh, they can't hide. They they can't hide. Amy Elizabeth write in that she living out here in Dallas Fort Worth. They really do believe that. I think the that the flat earth she's referring yeah. to. Also that the world is six thousand years old and that we never went to space. She says she have to bite her tongue so much she is amazed that she still <laughs> has one. Well she lived out here for a while, so she, she was exposed to some some um, broader broader views. Um yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it's crazy when you think like these like just regular just every other Joe with a GoPro camera is putting it with, on a weather balloon and sending it up into the the sky, and you can see, you know, you can see the you can rotation, see the curvature of the Earth. The you can see, you can actually see the transition from to space. Listen, yes. here I'm going to be simple minded again. Okay, please. But this, I break it down like this. In I have noticed that I can hear somebody else's point of view, really hear it, mm -hmm. when I feel safe, emotionally safe, and I feel that I am listened to as well. 
Then, you don't know what you're talking about. Anyhow. Then, I, but hold on. So that's why I think the more we can just in our day-to-day lives be kind, be nice to each other, right. then we start spreading this little bit of safety for each other to feel heard. Then maybe someday these people who believe really strongly that the world is only 6,000 years old or this or that, then if they feel safe and they feel heard, maybe someday they will be open to hearing another point of view, really hearing it. Yeah, yeah. So that is what we're doing on on the ground, where, like they say, where the rubbers is meeting the road. We just have to be kind and nice to each other so that we can keep communication open. Right, right. I mean, it sounds simple. No, 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 no. It's not simple minded at all. Do. It's. I mean, it's like once you once you put in. Uh, you know, I'm going to rape you and kill your family, like in a in a tweet, then you lose the argument. Like it doesn't matter what your argument is because you haven't made a point, you know? Yeah. And um, yes, and Michael in Germany said that Counter-Strike is the name of the game. Counter-Strike! Yeah. Yes. That's right. Terrorists win. Yeah. Hostages win. What is I it? I remember he would just sort Counter-terrorists of... Counter-terrorists He would just win. sort of disappear in into the... Helmet would just sort of disappear into the back. Like, wh- where's Helmet? Yeah. There he go. Yeah, but I, he doesn't I, play as much anymore. Not he? as much. And Tyson was wondering if I play video games, and I I played the last video game I played was Elder Scrolls, I guess. Um, and uh, it's the problem is I le- I enjoy playing it, but I find it's just such a time suck, and I have I'm so filled with so much guilt and shame about yeah. wasting time that um, I ended up buying a bunch of games on Steam and then not playing them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I have a bunch of games. And I think, oh, I'll get around to playing Alan Wake or uh, something else. I don't know. I, I don't know what, which games are because they have all these specials. I'm like, oh, I, I'm doing. I'm. I would be a fool not to get Borderlands two for ten dollars or whatever it is. <laughs> and then I spent ten dollars on something I haven't played. Yay! Uh, yeah. And I think that's actually somebody made a joke about that on Reddit, like you know how people. Uh, building up your Steam library is, is is as big a sport as collecting, you know, uh, trading cards or something like oh, that. Or Beanie Babies. Or what? Beanie, Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies, right, yes. Beanie Babies. Um, and then, oh, by the way, yeah, uh, Good Morning Poems just tweeted, retweeted a Guten Morgen to you. Oh, Good Morgen. Um, nice. Yeah. So, uh, have you watched any movies lately? Uh, I don't think so. You oh, because you said when you bad. came in, you said, oh, we can talk about movies. Oh, I was going to say you could talk about movies and, <laughs> and I would chime in. Oh, that sounds nice. That sounds nice. Well, it has been a while. Name some of the movies I might have seen. Oh, I know what I saw. Uh, the one with uh, Denzel Washington. Uh-huh. The Equalizer. The Equalizer. Because I thought Denzel getting revenge. Those are two of my favorite themes. And Antoine Fuqua. Was he in it? No, he directed it. Oh, he directed it. Well, I did not think it was good. Mm. I did not think the direction was good in particular. Yeah, he's. I don't care for him. So I'm sorry, Antoine, you missed the mark on this one. What other movies has Antoine Fuqua he done? He did uh, the one where with uh, Ethan Hawke and... and uh, Training Day? Training Day. Yeah. I love that one. I hated that movie. I know. I don't Ugh. know why I love it so much. I love it so much. Oh, Training Day. <laughs> I'll let you be wistful for a moment. Go ahead. It was a beautiful movie. It have, it have 
violence and emotional tension and really good acting and really yeah like speech in the end where he's just going around and ranting and raving and you I know think, i think i bought it i was laughing you were that. laughing yeah. oh my like, goodness this, oh. It's so awful. Well, anyway, this Just equalizer arr, one, arr, arr, it was... Arr. He was chewing the scene. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> Who was that, Denzel? Denzel, yeah. Yeah. This time, this equalizer movie was just terrible. I'm sorry, Antoine. I wish you was here so I could tell you why I think it. Here's why I think it. Because uh, he's supposed to, you know... Uh, see things that make him mad and then he go right the wrongs. But there was all these sequences where what he was seeing and analyzing was just a series of extreme close-ups. So uh, a guy come in to the store where Denzel Washington is working and he's, he's doing a bad thing in the store and Denzel, we get an extreme close-up of Denzel's eyes. Mm -hmm. Really extreme close-up. So close -up. you can see into his soul. So you, okay, there's a close up of his eyes and he narrow his eyes. Then it go close up on the guy in the store, his zipper and his sleeve and his razor stubble and his hoodie and all this close up, close up, close ups, all these close ups. And then what happened? The guy walk out of the store. I'm telling you, that's really true. What happened? The guy walk out of the store. Dun, dun, dun. It well, was not good. Okay, well, I'll, I'll skip that one. Yeah. Um, the uh, Comics Alliance put out a, a JPEG uh, or a graphic of all the superhero movies coming out in the next few years, all the way to 2020. So next year, we've got uh, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Fantastic Four. 2016 has Deadpool, Batman versus Superman, Captain America 3, X-Men Apocalypse, Doctor Strange, Suicide Squad, Sinister Six. Tell me something. So I, my taste is in movies. It's more along the lines of movies that explore really subtle, nuanced emotion. Like um, uh, The Winter Soldier. Remains of the Day. <laughs> Okay, well, we can get to that. <laughs> you know, or what was that one? Uh, you Can Count on Me. Mm -hmm. Ken, Kenneth Lonergan? Yes, Francis Ha, mm -hmm. this type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and the superhero movies deal with human emotion and human interaction in very big, broad strokes. But, but they're two different things, right? I mean, you saw The Equalizer not looking for subtle like uh, no that's human true thing. i was looking for straight up revenge yeah so <laughs> yeah that's true but this is my question do mm -hmm. the superhero movies what do you think they can besides just being exciting candy of vindication and revenge mm -hmm. and 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 the good guys versus the bad guys in very broad strokes do you think they also can teach us about human interaction and human connection on a one-to-one -one level i find that when when they try to do that it rings false because people that's not why people watch those movies oh okay they they watch them straight up for, for the thrills the thrills yeah okay. i mean i think guardians of the galaxy comes a little close because you've got that the the motif of this this audio cassette that his mother gave him yeah uh that is you know that becomes a soundtrack and also his ties to back to earth and you know that was that was sweet and it yeah. kind of worked yeah but um 
But, you know, by and large, you're just looking for why why does Batman want to get revenge and, you know, like, what drives them? Like, if you're going to get into the character, it's like what drives them yeah. to, to do stuff. I mean, I mean, I guess they tried to with the Spider-Man movies, but I, it just doesn't interest me at all. Yeah. Like, the, the last two Spider-Man movies, did you watch them? No, uh, I was in the middle of uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 3. <sighs> I don't know even what it was called. Yeah, but I fall apart. I mean, I fall asleep. I don't like it so much, so I paused it. And then somebody spoiled the end for me, and I find out the big news about his girlfriend. Oh, what? That... Well, do, should I sure, spoil sure, it? Sure, spoil it. Yeah, air? everybody's seen it. The Emma Stone lady, that she die? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know it. Um, yeah, that happened in the comic books. Oh, I did not know yeah, that yeah. either. Uh, uh, but here, let me ask you this. Do you think... Well, okay. Um, oh, you go, want to say something no, else? No, no, But ahead, this is ahead. what I was going to say. Because I still want to talk about the, the, these Do you these think movies? that watching this, if we... I really do believe that we in our lives are influenced by what we see in the media. I know that I was growing up. So that's why I wonder, do you think if we're only watching these big grand movies of superheroes and revenge and these big, big stories, that maybe we, we, we're not learning as much how to relate on a one-to-one level? But that's, that I don't think... Am I worried too much about yeah, I think this? so. Okay. I think... You know, I think if that's all you watched, it might be uh, problematic. But I think that sometimes, you know, like sometimes, um, do you ever eat a, a, a piece of candy? Yes, I like a piece of candy. Uh, do you think that's really helping your health? <laughs> do you think that's really... No, I see what you mean. Yeah. In moderation, everything right in moderation. Yeah. Um, very quickly, Amy Elizabeth has been playing Borderlands, the pre-sequel, and... Uh, she's offered her character, um, but I, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. And then Michael Binhock also buys lots of games on Steam when there is a sale, but doesn't play them because not much, not enough time. Um, and then Darren watched The Affair um, and liked it. And um, yeah, so uh, this back to this thing about the superhero movies. Uh, I know that you're not a huge fan of them, but did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Uh, I did not see it. Why not? Uh, I just, um, I, I don't know why. Because I, I, superhero movies just don't attract me so much. Well, he doesn't have any superpowers, the, the lead. It's very entertaining. I've heard this. Yeah, it's very funny. This. Okay. Um, you but, know, because I'm, I tell you, do you remember a couple of weeks ago I said my superpower is that I'm really boring? Uh-huh. Because I was looking at, well, what could I well, see? Well, you're not very good at that. Your uh, no, but wait till weak. I tell you this. Okay. What could I watch tonight? Should I watch, should I go to see Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I will watch this BBC documentary, Simon Sharma, talking about late uh, Rembrandt in his later years. That's what I watched, the Rembrandt. And it was fascinating. Yeah. You see? I'm boring that way. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's good. Mm. Well, we teach their own, you know. Um, if you had seen his Lucretia portraits, oh, they're amazing. <laughs> well, can I just see the portraits? Do I have to watch a goddamn movie? <laughs> Simon Sharma <laughs> is very funny. He gets very excitable about artwork. Like if I was discussing my oatmeal here, I would say, and we see 
the blueberries is sitting in the oatmeal and they're calling out to us. They're saying, I am here, sitting like a lump in this oatmeal. You know, he's very excited. That is the biggest bowl of oatmeal I've ever seen. That's a vat of oatmeal. Do you know, I was amazed that I was able to get it here in the car without, without spilling, spilling it. As you have in the past. But now, are you going to eat that whole thing? Yeah, in fact, I'm going to start right now. Okay, well, I'll, t- I'll talk about... Uh, Warner Brothers uh, right now they they announced their um their tent poles um through 2020 and that includes the several uh superhero movies and the uh, three Lego movies and three Harry Potter spin-offs based on the the new uh, J.K. Rowling novels Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them which are coming out next year I guess. I don't hear an intimate exploration of Rembrandt's later uh, years. No, no. In, that's not a tent pole. No no tent poles here. You and see? I'm not a tent pole person. Wo- Wonder I'm Woman? The, I'm the little I'm the little tent flap at the bottom, you know. Mm, I don't know the if you're frayed even there. Edge. I think you're you're the the little leaf outside the tent. I'm the leaf. <laughs> <laughs> What's that over there? Oh no, it'll blow away. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I'll just blow away. What did you say? You you mentioned something, a lady. Oh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. So that that could be something, right? I've heard more about 2017. What kind of costume she's going to wear? Oh, and I, how hope, I hope I hope it's so be. super super skimpy. <laughs> I hope I can see her tits. Um. <laughs> Who's going to play her? Gal Gadot. Or, uh, I don't know who that is. Um, I hope she's got big knockers, though. I bet you do. Um, yes. If so, I know my filmmakers, I bet you do. So basically, all their tent poles are based on Legos or uh, J.K. Rowling or comic books. Mm-hmm. So my question is, I mean, like, do you even like big blockbuster movies at all? Some of them. Like what? Uh, my memory is bad. I don't know. <laughs> I liked Anchorman One. Uh huh. Was that a big blockbuster? Um, no, I think it was a modestly bu- budgeted thing that made a good amount of money, and I think it made more money in in uh, when it, in video or okay. You know. Um, I liked. Um, well. I don't remember what I like. So, Mike, I guess my question is like, it's very hard for these. Name some big blockbusters. Well, for a blockbuster film to be generated without having previous, you know, uh, studios are unwilling to invest money unless it's a comic book or a pre existing, uh, you know, property. Yeah, because that's the the, uh, financial Uh, reality of filmmaking these days. Gutless. Yeah. I, and I understand it. Yeah. Unless you're James Cameron when you get, get to make Avatar. Yeah. Did you see Avatar? Uh, yeah, that was the cartoon with the blue ladies. Yes, with the blue ladies. Yeah, I liked it. It was really pretty. <laughs> pretty. It, it oh, fun. I forgot you're a colorist. Oh, that's the one I liked. Uh, the one with uh, Eva. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was um, a uh, Wally. Wally. Yeah. I love that one. Well, the one. Disney ones are... Have a good they, message. Those are big one, big movies with heart in them. And, yeah, and, and have good. a good message. Yeah. Uh, Tyson say that he like he loved my dinner with Andre and Mind Walk, but sometimes I need Battleship too. He sound... His last name is Saner, and he do sound Saner. <laughs> That's very nice. Yes. But why do you pick Battleship, Tyson? That's a... 
Ah. He liked the explosions. I know, but it's such a silly movie. Uh, well, I mean, that's probably why. Less to distract from the explosions. Oh, you know what? I know what movie I really liked. Pacific Rim. Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah, which bombed they, at the box office. I know, and they're going to retitle it, Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. It was so great. It was really exciting, and it has great, great uh, monsters in it, really uh, innovative monsters. Uh, and it was funny. And uh, that guy, uh, what is his name again? Matthew Damon. No, no, no uh, the other uh, one. Thomas Cruise. Thomas Cruise. Uh, he do what he do, and he's really good at what he do. I don't expect more from him, and he deliver exactly what mm -hmm. I expect. He's terrific. And that Emily Blunt was great, too. Yes, she was. Yeah. Um, Amy Elizabeth recommended uh, Tim's Vermeer. And oh, yes. I have seen that. Oh, you saw it? I think so. About the guy, the inventor, the engineer in, in uh, New Mexico, I, I think it was. who Trying to recreate. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, beautiful. Men trying to replicate Vermeer's work and ancient technology. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, Tyson mentioned that, that Iron Man has some pathos in it with uh, Tony Stark, mm -hmm. who's a better person as Iron Man. Mm -hmm. um, I've uh, seen those. Yeah, yeah, those are good. That's, uh, I really like to watch uh, that guy, Robert Downey Jr., in movies because he always looked like he's having a, a really good time. Be yeah. Being him. Yes. And I think, he, yes. But I, his mo new movie... Um, the Judge. The Judge. It has not been received well. Well, I saw a trailer for it, and it did not look like my cup of tea. It looked a little overwrought. Yes. And it's the one that he and his wife produced. Uh-oh. Yeah. I think sometimes when actors produce things, they... they that, then, you know, it's their own pet project. Yeah, which can be fine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It can be, but sometimes not. You know who produces really good movies? Mark Duplass. Uh-huh. He lives in this neighborhood. Do you see him? No. Have you ever seen him? Mm -mm. If you see him, would you say something to him? I will. If you see him, if you see something, say something. <laughs> <laughs> Giselle says hi. Giselle what? says you're doing Have a great job. Have you thought job. about what you're going to say to Mark Duplass if you see him in the neighborhood? I'm I you're going to tell me. Well, I'm wondering what you're going to say. What why would they say anything to him? Because that's your big chance. I, I'll say would you like to supersize that, Mr. Dupont? <laughs> um. I have seen... Listen, you have to plan. Here's what happened to me. I was up in Runyon Canyon doing the walk they have. This is a really steep canyon, everybody, that have a lot of walks. Some of them is dirt trails and some of them is paved. I used to live uh, one canyon over and I would run there every morning. It's beautiful yep. and it's very popular also because yeah, you can... Yeah, if you want to go star searching, you can go there. The stars goes right in the middle of Hollywood in yep. the hill and people... Uh, you can walk your dogs there off leash so everybody walking dogs is really fun you can see stars there and then wannabe stars many many shirtless tight forming people yeah a lot of beautiful people yes. very beautiful beautiful men beautiful women everybody very beautiful up there uh, there is a house at the top and the house have a uh, outside uh corral or paddock for the horse there's a horse there uh -huh. so i was there with my friend and we was looking at the horse and then somebody walk up behind me and they say uh, be careful don't reach out to that horse because the horse bite 
And so I turn around to say thank you. And who do you think it was? Uh, um, Mark Duplass. No, close. It was Steve Martin. Oh. Now, Steve Martin is a hero of mine. I really think he's funny. Yeah, I used to see him at when I lived in Studio City. And I would go running up this canyon and he would be with his dog, with his sunglasses and baseball cap. And my dog tried to steal his dog's ball. And so I felt bad. So I didn't want to say anything. So did you say anything to him? Well, so here he has spoken to me. He spoke to me. He said, be careful because that horse bite. And I could have turned around and I could have said something really funny like, horse bite, that's what she said. Or, you know. I'm sorry, something really funny you said? (laughs) Look, it was the spur of the moment. Uh I could have, you know, make a joke if I had thought about it in advance. (laughs) But I did not. So you know what I did? I turn around, I see it was Steve Martin, and I screamed right in his face. I just went, eh! <laughs> like that. Eh! <laughs> Scream right out loud. And right then in did his he face. pepper spray you? He he put a scowl and he just walked away. And wow. then I, I was. I, I mean, I I'm blew sure... my big chance. What, okay, now. Let's rewind and let's say that you knew that Steve Martin was coming behind you and you knew that he was going to say something to you. What would you say? Uh, I'll be Steve Martin. Um, oh, uh, be careful that that horse might bite you. Well, that would have been the highlight of my day until now. No. <laughs> okay, not that. That was bad. <laughs> okay, hold on. Do it again. Do okay. it again. Oh, um, oh, just be careful that that horse will bite you. Uh. If I give you a dollar, would you bite me? <laughs> okay, not that, not that. How about, well, excuse me. You see, that would have been good, Marty. <laughs> I don't know if it would have been good <laughs> to, like, call back to, to a 35-year-old, like, trope or whatever, you know, 40-year-old, like, punchline that he used to have. Um, yeah, I guess that would have been good. He would have appreciated it. At the very least, I could have just said, Mr. Martin, I am honored to be standing in front of you, something I never thought would happen. And here it is, this day, I'm standing in front of you, and I just want to say, you have been a real gift to my life. Thank you. Wow. That would not have been funny, but it would have been true. And okay, at the so very least, I could have said that. I want, I'm just so thinking, that's what you have, have to plan to say, for Mark Duplass. The, yes, uh, Mr. Duplass, I just want to say what an honor it is to be standing in front of you. I never thought I would be here, but you know, your work has really spoken to me and has formed me into the person I am today. Thank you for all the fart and dick jokes that you do on the league. And also the other movies. What don't oh, yeah, 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 Puffy Chair, whatever. <laughs> there you go see that's oh. really nice and he'll probably say uh he'll probably say uh, thank you what's your name oh i ran into jim carrey oh also one time uh, but did he see you perform no he never see me perform uh but he was at a something we was both watching some music and i see him come in and then i make my way over to him and this time i see him in advance so i can plan and i say to him by the way this happens all the time in here in la you yeah, just run you, into you, you just run mega into stars people. mega stars i also saw oh i ran into albert brooks and I'm a big fan of his too albert oh, brooks yeah. i run into him at 11 o'clock at the at the pharmacy at the right aid. 
Was he getting a a salve? He he did not look well. <laughs> he looked like he was in a bit of an emergency. But I have to waylay him. I say, Mr. Brooks, I'm so honored to be standing in front of you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, please, just let me get to the Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> Out I'm, of my way. I just shot myself. <laughs> he was a little sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, But did you really say... That you were honored to, to meet him? Yes, yes. Albert Brooks, yes, yeah. I did. Um, wow, that's really cool. And then I say, so when I saw Jim Carrey, I make my way over to him. It was a small venue, so I could just walk up. And Wait, I, didn't you make eye contact with him? I did, in a very stupid way. How like, is that? Okay, well... They do, can, do this on the on the On uh, the radio. Audio. If I was to do it, yeah, the audio version of it, it I, what I did was this. He was sitting close to the front row and the bathroom for this small venue was very nearby to there, the door for the, for the bathrooms. So I go to the bathroom and then when I come out of the bathroom, I'm going to be facing where Jim Carrey is sitting right there. So that was my plan. So I go into the bathroom, then I come out and... Then I'm facing him. He see me. I see him. And Did I do you, this. Yeah, I go, eh? Eh? Ooh. <laughs> with your Ooh. face. With, with your my eyes. face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I sort of goofily make my way over to him because I'm all, you know, up in myself crazy and I all excited. I would have put toilet paper in my underwear and oh. have it drag out. You have such good ideas. <laughs> I wouldn't have. Done. I should have done yeah, it. Yeah, that would have been really funny. But then you so approached him. So then I just him. go up to him and I say, "Mr. Carey, I'm just a really big fan, and you do such good work in the world, and you make me so happy, and you really are a gift, and I thank you for sharing the gift of you in the world." And that's all I wanted to say. And then he go like this. He go, "Oh, thank you. What is your name?" And I thought, oh, I, I was thinking, this is not about me. <laughs> right. I said my piece. I said I'm my done. piece. Don't ask about me. And he shook my hand and he held my hand for a long time, you know, shaking. He's really a good looking guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah he is. Uh, well, that's a neat story. That's nice that he was He, he was, was kind. really, really kind. Have to you me. met any jerks? Who are, are, were disappointments besides a, a, yes. a sweaty and sickly Albert yes, Brooks? Yes, I, I will tell you who I think yeah, is a jerk. please name, name names. Everybody uh, wants to hear. Do you know, okay, you know the magician's pen and teller? Yes, pen Gillette. Pen Gillette. Notorious he was asshole. really mean to me. Oh, really? Yeah, this was years ago in San Francisco. I had met him just in this weird, crazy way, because I knew this attorney who was representing him, blah, blah, blah. So one day I happened to run into him there. So we hadn't been introduced years before in a really weird, uh, you know, it didn't even register. It was just a quick thing. So then when I ran into him on the street, I was so excited. And I said, oh, hello, Mr. Gillette. Uh, I'm a big fan of yours. We have met one time. Hello, hello. And he said, oh, hello. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. And But we happened to be walking the same direction. Ah, uh, and he was probably, oh. Yeah, he yeah. probably was. Yeah. And I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he could have just said, listen, I'm in a real rush and I have to focus on my thoughts. Do you mind if I just walk alone? Yeah. He could have said something nice like that. But instead, he, I happened to be wearing, that is the dog outside making death threats. <laughs> to a gopher. To a gopher. <laughs> I happened to be wearing a denim jacket on which I had painted with acrylic paints a cow uh, 
pattern of, of cow. Right, right. Like a, a, like jersey spotted. Like spotted cow yeah. on this jacket, which I have paint. And uh, so I'm wearing this jacket. So he said to me, hey, your jacket's pretty cool. Uh, it looked like a cow. He say it kind of remind me uh, of when they make uh, jackets out of the Jews. And I thought, did I just hear what I think I heard? And I, I kind of look at him like, what? And he said, yeah, that was pretty cool. They make clothing out of the Jews. And I, you can imagine, I was uh, uh, shocked beyond belief. What I, are you saying? Why are you saying this? You, uh, is you trying to be funny to me? This is horrid. Just horrid. Yeah, yeah. Well, if what he wanted was to get rid of me, it worked because I stopped dead in my track and he just walked on. But I think to myself, that's not, that's not cool in any way. That's yeah, yeah, not yeah. even funny in any way. It was really horrible. I think there, there are ways, if you want to be left alone, um, there are ways to do it that aren't. You can do it in a loving way. Why don't you just say, listen, I'm really sorry. I I appreciate you you so much, but I have to focus on my thoughts. I'm on my way to somewhere. Do you mind if I walk just by myself? Yeah. That was all you had to do, Mr. Gillette. You don't have to be mean to me. And so since that time, I have never watched another piece of his work ever again. And it's a shame because... Uh, they do great things, and he's a very, very uh, good no. entertainer. And no. uh, but I just get a sense like he's insufferable, you know. I, I think he was too horrible and mean to me. I, I can't take that. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, yes, just a horrible way to joke. You don't even joke like that. Yes. Well. Uh, well, let's go on to something more cheery. Let's, okay. Okay. I got myself all upset. <laughs> no, Mr. Gillette did. Well, I was recalling it, and now I'm all upset. All right, here we go. We're going to get into the mail sack. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, get my hands in that mail sack. Yeah, that was, that was great. great. Um, our first email is an update from Vincent in Hong Kong. And uh, again, he has the the tiniest font, and I guess I could increase. I don't. Uh, it's just. Yeah, I don't know how to increase the font on this. Um, but he says hello all. Thank you for reading my letter last week. Uh, your kind words and support and love are felt in Hong Kong. To answer Bill's question, the chief executive, the leader of the Hong Kong government, is appointed to, by the Beijing administration. There are proposals of elections, but under uh, Beijing's proposal, the candidates of the election would be appointed by the government. So basically, uh, you would choose whoever you voted for. It would be somebody approved by. Uh, the Beijing government. Uh, in any case, uh, things were chilled during the week with the Occupy movement, um, and it took on a carnival vibe. However, earlier today, this is last Friday, there was uh, increasing activities from the anti-Occupy camp to disrupt and dissolve the movement. There were scuffles, which protesters were, phys- uh, were physically harmed. A, molest- a molestation squad was deployed to harass female protesters. The worst part is the police turned a blind eye to these harassments. Um, wait, this is an old email. Sorry. Yeah, you read that. I read that one all, two weeks ago. Oh Jesus, this is cr- horrible. Um, <laughs> okay, this is see. There was a stream of them, and so I did, read the one at the top instead of the one at the bottom. Um, hello, gang. Uh, this happened in Hong Kong around the same time. You know time. what? That was an example of Pepkek. Oh. The problem, problem exists, exists between, between chair, chair and, and keyboard. Com- yeah. 
<sighs> That's so embarrassing. Can I? Can we rewind that? Beep, 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 beep. We'll, we'll fix it in post. Um, hello, gang. This happened in Hong Kong around the same time when you read my email and did the uh, politics opening in Los Angeles. Um, it's an article about on the Huffington Post about um, protesters being beaten. Uh, Marty was right in pointing out that the Hong Kong government tried to write, uh, write out the media cycle. But the funny thing is that the moment you said it, some idiot cops... Um, Idiotic cops foiled that plan by bringing everything back into the spotlight, which was picked up picked up by a number of major news outlets um, in the U.S. of A. Great to hear Cougar back on the mic. Not sure if he crossed this road while in Hong Kong, but this umbrella revolution uh, do reclaim the road for me. And it's great to walk on this four-lane road after work to join the protest crowd. Uh, still fighting the fight and keep up the great weekly podcast, Vincent from Hong Kong. Um, Thank you so much for that, and I'm sorry I read that old email. Um, yeah, and the, the the city executive just came out this weekend and said uh, that if they opened up democracy, then uh, then the poor people would be have a say in the government. I mean, Aww. something to that effect, and uh, basically saying that we can't, like poor people can't have a, a say, poor uneducated people can't have a say in the government. That's an interesting point of view. <laughs> yep, and I'm sure that a lot of people would agree with you even in this country. Oh, yeah, I have a friend who who think that certain people don't have a don't deserve to have the vote. Uh, his have to do not so much with economic status but with uh, intelligence. And I, I mean I can it's kind of the price of democracy that you have that that uh, uh, uninformed people get to vote, but it's then you know it's on it's incumbent on we as a country to educate as many people as possible and mm-hmm. and to make sure that everybody's politically aware but you know it, unfortunately it's it's just you know you got Jimmy Kimmel on the street interviewing people like asking them if they know who uh the vice president is and they can't name him you know and it's it's funny for a gag, but it's just disheartening as an as an American, because yeah. um, you know he was in town a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, hold on, just really quick back Please. to the uh, previous topic. Ash Williams points out that Jewish lampshades are real. There was a documentary. Yes, I'm aware of that, and that's why I, it's abhorrent to me that someone would joke about it because that you would, yes because it's it's a horrible horrible thing and. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Ash. Um, okay. Next email is from uh, Yari in Finland. And he says, yay, Steve is back. Well, not today. Though there was a very... Um, I am Caroline. Caroline, uh, she posted a, an article on Gawker that said that the Pittsburgh accent is the, um, is the most uh, unpleasant accent in the country. And because Steve was in Pittsburgh and... And he he took on the accent and. Can you, know. you do a little bit of it? What uh, would it sound we, like? He would get into it by saying "boat gas." I, I I can't remember how he did it, but it was very loud and unpleasant. Well, we'll we'll get him back in, and he can do it for us. Boat okay. gas. Okay. So uh, Yari says you guys would really like the latest Alien Isolation video game. It really captures the feeling of the first Alien movie, scary shit, and it's one of these survival horror games where you play Ripley's daughter. Um. And uh, it looks looks cool. 
Um, I've been thinking about how to tell my friends about this podcast. My pitch would be politics, fuck Cleveland, listless masturbation, and pop culture nerding stuff. How would you guys and gals pitch this podcast? Cheers, Yari from Finland. How would you describe... (laughs) I don't know if I'm the best one to answer that. Uh... I think you are the best one to answer this. (laughs) I would say, no, I'm not, because all I can think of to say is, you know, me and Marty and this other guy, we just talk about this and that. Yeah, why not? (laughs) I think that it's, uh, I think, you know, we try to include the listeners as much as possible, so it's really a conversation where we try to include everybody. Yeah. And we try to talk about interesting things from with a very open mind. Hey, is there a way someday we can get some of the listeners... uh, on phone or Skype and have them on audio yeah. too. I would love I have it. I have some cabling. I've just been really I I apologize to listeners. I've been really bad about uh doing administrative stuff. So like we have these t-shirt designs and and we owe a bunch of t-shirts to people and I just haven't gotten my shit together. But I'll I'll do that um because every, people have been great about uh participating and um really appreciate it. Uh so oh, ignore it. Oh jeez! Don't don't look at that! Don't look at that! It's too late. I already saw it. You can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. You know what Thanks, else I can't Ash. unsee? Do you know what I clicked on? Mm-mm. I should not have done it. Um, do you know the actor Colin Farrell? Uh, I do. I do. I read something that said he had made a video of himself engaged in intimate relations. Mm-hmm. And, and you could not help yourself. I clicked on it. <laughs> I can't unsee. Did you find yourself just? Just overtaken with lust and desire? Uh, it it was not my cup of tea. <laughs> Why wasn't it your cup of tea? Let's get into this. What, what sort of what sort of sexual? I can't even discuss why it was not my cup of tea. I I like only to d- discuss this topic with the someone who I'm discussing this topic with. Well, you're discussing it with me. No, you, we're not discussing. You it. brought it up. No. So what was so what was not your what what sort of moves did he do that? You I found... did not see many moves. <laughs> I just one. It was more. Okay, he was. Holding the camera. Oh, it's just too horrible. <laughs> he was holding the camera. Uh, apparently, he it- have a lot to be proud of. Oh, okay. And that's, and-, and that's what they were saying, that he have a lot to be proud of. And where on the stall did he touch the other person? And he, the other, the lady was standing up and walking around. Oh. And he was commenting to her... Uh, uh, about how beautiful he was, uh, she was, and how much he was looking forward to spending time with her. Uh-huh. But he was not using those words or that tone of voice, and he sounded really uh, rutty. And w- was this from years ago? Yeah, I uh-huh. think it was a long time ago. Yeah. I don't, you know, because he he used to be a, a, a drinker, and and he's since become sober. Oh, so you think he was drunk when he was doing know. it? I don't know. Well, it could have been in his wilder years, and yeah, he might, might yeah. have been calmed I down. I happen to enjoy him as an actor very much. It's two clicks away, so if you want to enjoy Not him really. in a more expanded way than just no, his acting... I'll, I'll just watch In Bruges again. That's okay. I'm just... You can see his Bruges if you want. <laughs> uh, zing. It's two clicks away. So Ash Williams uh, posted some... Uh, Horrible. You can't afford not to click. <laughs> Some horrible pictures. Thank you, Ash. And he also sent in an email. He said, "Welcome back, Kruger. The audience is missing out on the stutter. The audience is missing out on the stuttering pitchman impressions. You guys need a web camera. Camera. 
hashtag comedy gold. Um, hey, hey, uh, oh, hold on, my, my thing went up. Uh, Michael Binhek just write in yins instead of you guys. Is that the term you say? That, that's yins? a Pittsburgh thing, yeah. It's oh, a, it becomes a pronoun. Like, how do you use it? Yins uh, are going to the to the boathouse. Oh, boat, boat, boat I like gas. that. Boat, boat. Boat gas, some boat. boat Yins, I like that. It reminds me of all y'all. Yeah, and uh, he said that it was akin to using Smurf. You know, uh, Smurf is is this sort of catch-all pronoun and, and adjective. So, um, so then I also learned what it means. Uh, uh, turn down for what? And what does that mean? To be sober. To be sober? Yeah, to turn up means to get lit up, be drunk uh -huh. or high or something like this. And so turn down uh -huh. means stay sober, I think. And then for what? Turn down for what? Like, why would you stay sober is what it means. Turn oh. down for what? Oh, I see. I think. <laughs> listeners, tell me if I'm wrong, but that's what I think it means. Turn uh, down for what? Bucka, 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 bucka. You're missing out on a dance. We definitely need a web camera here. Uh Then Mario goes on, I mean, Ash Williams goes on to say, Badlands by Warren Ellis is a demented, infected zombie horde comic that would that could be turned into a TV series if HBO or others wanted to t touch the co topic of constant rape. I don't know if constant rape is a good basis for a television show, even if it, it has cool zombies in it. Constant rape is problematic. I'm, I'm going to say that. But You know, Simon Sharma... In this documentary about Rembrandt... Even occasional rape I have a problem with. He went into this. <clears throat> this topic has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Because in the 1600s, when Rembrandt was painting, people was... Oh, even before that, since the dawn of time, people was painting these biblical stories. And one of them was the rape of somebody. I forget her name. But they paint the rape in a very titillating way uh -huh. so it's supposed to be a depiction of this horrible event right, right and yet they paint it with she's all laid out all beautiful full frontal blah blah and the guy is behind her and the patrons of the art uh, sometimes even say make sure you paint it in a really titillating way so that we can uh, have our rocks yeah 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 you um, know Well, yeah, it's, I mean, so this that that was the video game of the day in a way. That, that was the GTA of the day. Well, yeah, they they paint this horrible rape scene. Oh, rape is so horrible, but we're going to paint it in a really sexy way so that everybody will like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a tough thing because you don't want this horrible vision of violence that's going to be up on your wall all the time. You know, you like, want it to be pretty. Well, I want something pretty. Maybe he shouldn't just. Maybe one shouldn't paint rape. <laughs> well, that's it's all an interesting conversation. Should you paint rape? How do you paint rape? Do you paint it sexy or do you paint no. it horrible? And because people have rape fantasies, both yeah, male and that's female. Right. That's and, right. Yeah, uh, and both both as the aggressor and the aggressive. The aggressive, right? Yeah. It's true. And pe people are entitled to their fantasies. Absolutely. And sometimes... People... And that's why people play these video games too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a very interesting, uh, rich topic. Um, yes. Uh, so Ash goes on to say, um, 
Bill wants to make uh, Jodorowsky's Jodorowsky's Dune. I want to make Jodorowsky's Saga of the Meta Barons. Uh, it's a great read. Feels like Dune and Frank Herbert's estate is rich enough. Uh, so this is a comic book um, that is uh, oh, was written by and created by uh, Jodorowsky um, and illustrated by Juan Jimenez. Oh, that's a exotic name um and then he concludes with the message of aliens is that women are gullible is that the message of aliens i don't know if that's what i took away from aliens was women kick ass yeah that's me personally Mm -hmm. maybe i was looking for that message oh you and your feminist whatever revisionism Uh, Derek Weiss writes, and good day to, to Smodsters. My name is Derek. I'm from London, second time writer and listener to Smornings since the beginning. I hope that you're all well and present. I will start off by saying that listening to you guys is the highlight of my Thursday, which is when I listen to your episode. Unfortunately, Ming takes up Wednesday, but it makes the wait all the more rewarding to hear all your voices. Bill with his gruffness, Marty with his youthful naivete. Ooh, I have, I have naivete. You do. Oh, hmm. All right. You know, Marty, not to interrupt the email. But you, please. But here I go. Here you go. You, there is a cynicism that is in you, definitely. And uh, there are some things that uh, have disappointed you in about life. But what I notice about you, what comes through to me louder than any of that, is you really have an innate hopefulness and optimism and enthusiasm about life. Well, thank you. And that's one of the things I really like about you. I try to take pleasure in the things I can take pleasure in. You do. I'm talking about unconsciously. You is innately... Oh, well, then I don't know what you're talking about because it's unconscious. It's unconscious. But you is innately bright-eyed and optimistic. Look at you right now. Look at how bright your eyes are. Well, because you just said something nice about me. And I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, so Derek goes on to say how much he appreciates Emily when she's there. Her Tinkerbell-like lightness interspersed with brilliant nerdiness. Yes. Oh, yes. We'll try to get her in on Oktoberfest. We'll see how that oh, works yeah, out. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Um, and Kruger, who is wonderful, and the gorgeously voiced Giselle, who has fast become one of my favorite voices to listen. Um, I will be you. honest with you all and thought that Emily was putting on an accent when Giselle first appeared, so was quite embarrassed when it wasn't. No, Giselle is Giselle. I'm different than Emily. We have to get the two of us together. Yes, so that you can you realize. One time that. I was here when there was a nice young lady. Yeah, here. That was, was that Emily? That was Emily yeah. Oh, she's really cute, everybody. She's small, she's short, she's a pixie-ish. A pixie-ish, and she's really sweet. I liked her very much. And you can see her in Don't Blink, which is out on VOD now. Um, it's a, a fine film. Oh, great. Uh, now that I've uh, my nose sufficiently brown enough. I shall take the email in another direction. So he's a London-based photographer, and he's planning on coming to uh, visit the States, and he wants to come and take our picture. Oh, that would be really great. All right. Well, we will talk to you about that. Um, uh, and he uh, he included some of his work, and I will forward this to you so you can look at it, and then we can discuss it next week. Okay. Yes. Um, or, or during the Oktoberfest. And yeah, thank you, Derek. And we'll, we'll totally get back to you about that because it would be really fun to meet a 
fans in person. I know we almost met Amy Elizabeth when she was back out in LA last time she was here. Well, um, yes, but it uh, didn't didn't quite work out. But uh, yeah, if anyone is out and about, we would we would um, be happy to try to meet with you. It's hard to it's herding cats because everybody has busy schedules, and uh, but we'll we will do our best. Um, and then let's see with. Amy Elizabeth says that without constant rape, there would be no law and order SVU, <laughs> or as my mom calls it, law and order rapey rape rape. It's <laughs> <laughs> very order, very funny. Rapey, rape, rape. I think that, <laughs> that would be a awesome. funny name for a lady, Constance Rape. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe she would pronounce it Rape. Connie how, Rape. How do you do? My name is Constance Rape. Um, oh, that's very very funny. And Ash wants to know if there are there any rape coloring books. Oh, I'm sure there I'm, are. I'm sure there are. You are a twisted, twisted man, <laughs> Ash. And that's why we love you on the show. Um, but not in person. Oh, God, no. When I extended that uh, invitation, it, it, it uh, discounted Ash Williams. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I kid, of course. Howdy, Murps again. I think Ash Williams might be a little bit of a loose cannon. Are you Ash? Are you a loose cannon? Because he tweeted those pictures. That was really scary stuff. I had not actually seen those before. Um, this one is from Sean. Uh, from Sean, who says, "Howdy, Merps again." Stat: Male, twenty-eight, mutt, but mainly Hispanic, South Texas grocery night stalker. That's S T O C K E. He doesn't go to the grocery at night and stock shoppers. That would be bad. Yeah, you know, that's how I... It's a, it's a living. It's a living. Yeah. What can we do? Uh, I typed a few weeks ago about coming to LA for a visit and seeing Patton Oswalt. You all gave me recommendations on some places for comedy. Oh, I remember. How did it go? I forgot to ask about music. I know about the Hollywood Bowl and the Whiskey A Go-Go, but what do you think is a good venue or bar to see bands? Uh, I'm into anything rocking, but I'm open... Uh, minded to many sounds. As for food, I want to hit up some uh, a ramen ramen place. Uh, and is it anything like pho? Uh, because besides Latinos, South Texas has quite a, a lot of Vietnamese and um, a growing population of Filipinos. So lots of crossover. Oh, and Marty, I think you were saying way back when that you were burnt out on burritos. Well, y'all have um, a free birds because uh, it's the ultimate way to be burned out. My free birds... Uh, Super Monster Carnitas Burritos and he has a video link to that. There, I saw a picture on the internet of some burrito place that uh, take pictures and put them on the wall of their restaurant and it's uh, pictures of their burritos compared with babies. Oh, I saw that. They take yes. pictures, you bring your baby and then put, you it, put it next to one of their gigantic burritos. Uh, thanks for the <laughs> podcast in Fuck Cleveland. Uh, P.S. Where is it a good place to get a cheap tuxedo or suit. I've been invited to a military ball for the Marines. Oh, that's cool. Okay, a lot of questions here. First of all, I, I'm not burnt out on burritos. I just don't find them as uh, as interesting as some of the other foods out there. I love a good burrito. And okay. In fact, I eat burritos all the time. Uh, but I, I guess I really like the burrito I make at home. Mm. And um, I, I made some delicious, delicious beans. Mm. And uh, yeah. Um, what did you put in the beans? I just put in some green chilies uh, that I roasted, oh. and uh, you know some good fat in there. Oh, yum! Yeah, so nice and creamy, and um, but ramen is not like pho. Ramen is richer, and uh, the place uh, you should probably go is called Tsujita, 
and it's T-S-U-J-I-T-A. Sujita. And they make a very delicious ramen. And it's uh, it's kind of a fun place because it's pretty lively. You know, lots of people have to wait in line. Um, and uh, it's, yeah, delicious, delicious food. And the the noodles are made of wheat, unlike pho, which is made of, I don't know, rice or something like that. Okay. Yep. Uh and then uh, music. Music. Do you know any music persons? Um, no, I'm home watching Simon Sharma talk about Rembrandt, so I'm yeah. not the person. But what is that place on Fairfax? They also do comedy there. Is that place play music? See, I don't know. Yeah. Genghis Cohen. Genghis Cohen. Yeah, I have a friend yeah. who used to play there. But yeah, if I you know I don't know. That's sort of a neighborhoody place, you know, where like local bands play, and I haven't seen that. Um, oh, is he talking about is he one famous band? I don't or know. Neighborhoody bands. I don't, yeah, that's a good question. But that that would be a place to go to. Genghi um, Genghis Cohen, and the last the second word is C O H E N. Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, but the places that, that usually bar? have... M-Bar? Um, sure. There's one called M-Bar. The letter, the How is letter, it spelled? It, with the letter M as in uh, Mary Magdalene. <laughs> yes. The the places that have um, sort of up-and-coming bands are the Troubadour, which is a famous... Not, I mean, or established bands. The Troubadour in... Um, West Hollywood, which is a famous, famous establishment, and they have good bands there. Uh, it's a great, it's a really great venue. And then there's the Echoplex and the Echo, and that's where all the hipster bands play. And so I would go to those websites, and then there's the Fonda at the Music Box, and that's where big bands play too. And the Wiltern. Those are the probably the places to look at. Check Marty, the calendar. Marty, you have surpassed yourself in terms of helpfulness. Oh, that was amazing. I want a tip. Um, so yeah, you should uh, please let us know how your visit goes because I would love to know if these uh, suggestions helped. Uh, and that is oh here Largo. That's the one I was thinking of. Amy Elizabeth chime in. She say Largo have cool music stuff. Oh yes, well that's I know that's a place, great place for uh, comedy as well. Hey, can I ask you something? Please. When when these tweets come in, can everybody read each other's tweets or just we sure. see the tweets? No, no, everybody can read read each other's tweets. Oh, okay. So it's, then uh, then we the don't even need to networking. say it on the air cuz they already reading. Well, but not everybody's following the tweet Twitter stream. <laughs> Darren say, "Isn't a burrito just a bean sandwich?" <laughs> see, he's he lives in Wolf Amsterdam in England, like so he doesn't know what a burrito is. Like there is a joy to a really great tortilla oh, that's been yeah. lightly toasted and with filled with beans and delicious stuff. Rice and, and yeah. some cheese and grilled veggies, peppers and um, onions. Amy Elizabeth brought up the thrilling adventure hour. Super fun. That's a really fun show. It's a podcast. Oh. And they always have uh, guests. Uh, one of the guys on Scandal is in it, um, is in the show, and is, it's like a, a company of, of players, and they have recurring characters. And I saw it with uh, Jago Lev in it. He, you know, J yeah. Joseph Gordon Levitt. He, and he, and they, everyone dresses up in suits. Oh. And, uh, and he was just. The, it's a live podcast, uh, and you go to. It's see a live it. show, and then they record it and oh, turn it into a podcast. Oh, and, that's good. And uh, Emily Blunt was there with her husband, uh, John Krasinski. <laughs> yes. And they were all dudded up, and, and it was, and they were just such game, you know, they were super exciting and, and like excited to be there. And it was really fun to see them. I just, thought that it was duded up. 
But did you say it was dudded up? They were dudded up? Yeah, because they're wearing duds. I thought it was dudded up because they look like cool dudes. <laughs> you know, maybe where you come from, I don't... <laughs> far be it for me to say how things <laughs> happen where you come from. Um, yes. Well, you know, this is not my first language. <laughs> <laughs> but you've done... Uh, you've mastered it well. Um so yeah, thank you guys for those those fine things. By the way, uh, voting is coming up, and I think it's really important that everyone vote, no matter what your politics are. Okay. Okay. So everybody, you know, early voting has started in some, some places, uh, like Texas started okay. today. So Emmy Elizabeth, vote for that lady for the um, well, vote for whoever you want, but I like that lady uh, who's running for governor. Fuck Rick Perry. I said it. I said oh, it. Boy. It's a bold stance. <laughs> um, so are you doing any shows at all? As a matter of fact, I am. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a big show Friday night about hour-long storytelling. Hour-long? Yeah, it's called... Is that daunting to you? No. No, I like it. Uh-huh. It's called uh, the Giselle Show Symphony in B-flat. And the B is spelled B-E. As in to be or not to be. Uh-huh. Symphony in B flat. Why don't you want to be sharp? No, I, I don't mind being sharp or flat. This referred to my chesticular region. What? Which I had to give my breasts away because they had gone sour. Ah. Remember I yeah, told yes. you that? Yeah, yes. So yeah, it's, I'm doing a, a, a storytelling of all that story and all that. Uh, I'm doing it at... Uh, Cancer Support Center uh, in, in Beverly Hills or Santa Monica, somewhere on the west side. Um, there, it, there will be information. I don't even know if I put it up on the website. Well, well Helmut can put it up. Yeah, Helmut can put it up. Helmut, if you're listening, put it up on the website. What is the website? Mad Lively or thegiselleshow.com. Da oh. GiselleShow.com G-I-S-E-L-E Yeah. And so that's this Friday night at 7 o'clock. It's free of charge. And it's for the cancer support group there. Ah, well, that's awesome. And it's it's funny and touching. And it's about, what did we say it was? It's about life after cancer and loving the skin you're in. Wow. You have to have a blurb, you see. So that was the blurb. <laughs> That's a marketing yeah, genius. A, What's your elevator pitch, man? <laughs> you have to have a blurb. <laughs> Give it to me and yeah. Oh, geez, elevator pitch. Uh, have you ever had to do that? An oh, elevator when pitch? You're in, yeah, I've when done you're, things like that. Or do you that. go, do you just turn and go, ah! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All Francis Ha-like. Um <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I think we're going to wrap up. I, you know, I have a couple more things we could talk about, but you know, we can we can save it for later. What do you think? Oh, here we go. Wait, Darren, oh. say. Uh, oh, I see. In answer to Giselle's question, I do have a list of morning show followers, and a lot of us follow each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so that's you, nice. Yeah. See, this is what I like about Darren. He seemed to me a very community-minded person. At He's least great. online, and he keeps the 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 uh, the Tumblr page. Maintained and that's really nice. Yeah, Darren, do you participate in live communities as well in IRL in your real life? 
Do you do it? Do you have uh, people that you see live and you talk to them and you, you participate in your community? We'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were saying, uh, Marty, you and I both like the website Reddit and somebody on there was talking about How, oh, they were saying, why is it so hard to make friends as an adult? And so they were having a conversation about the challenges of making friends as an adult. And somebody was saying, you know, I find it more fun to just come onto Reddit and participate on Reddit. The conversations are better, uh, blah, 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 this and that, this and that. And I can see that. I used to disparage people when they say, oh, I really like to live online and I feel alive online and not so much in real life. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that now. There's community online and, and sometimes in real life, it's harder to find people that you commune with. I don't think we should give up one for the right. other. But I think that's even a, that's even a separate question. But I understand though. it. The, the question of why is it hard to make... Uh, friends as an adult is because we've already made our friends kind of there are know. lots of reasons there are lots of reasons but it's like you know th there's a shorthand with our old friends like i have friends who i see just a few times a year but when you're you see them it's an yeah. instant connection and you don't have to you don't have to uh be self-conscious at That's all right. you don't That's have to right. you know there's you don't have to waste time on discovery because you've already discovered them. That's you know? right. But the reason it was easier, this one person pointed out, which I thought made a lot of sense, is because when you're a kid, you're in the same life situation with these other people all day, every day. You go to school together. You're right. having the same life yeah, yeah, experiences yeah, yeah. together. So there automatically is connection the and the deep. roots, the understanding. Yeah. Whereas when you're an adult, you don't know what books they come from or what their point of view is on the world or how they Right. it is or what the history is uh, also as we get older our life experiences we experience different things that change us so people you might have once had an ease with you might not anymore and that is the natural way of things uh, when they pointed this out it somehow made me feel very relieved I, uh, because I always feel pressure to be buddy buddy with people as an adult that I don't automatically feel. And uh, I thought, well, it makes sense because we don't have that shared history and that commonality of experiences automatically. Right. And we became friends as adults. Yeah, you and I did. And, and that was out of a common activity, mm -hmm. which that is what the, I think is the key to making friends as an adult, is to have an activity that you like to do. We're both amateur spelunkers. That's right. Also, we tried sky surfing. Mm -hmm. uh, not so successfully. Not so successful. No. Uh, no, we was in a writing group together. And that was the activity. When you do an activity that you like, then you can focus on the activity, take a lot of pressure off of trying to get to know somebody. Right, right, right. And then you share in the activity and you build connection through the activity. We also like to go backpacking together, you and me. Yes, yes. We've done some good ones. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to try to talk to uh, Will Wilkins about seeing if we can uh, do a stream at night in the evening, uh, because it would be great to have uh, people uh, live while we are do celebrating Oktoberfest. And then we also need to schedule an, an Oktoberfest, because it would be really fun to do that. It would be a, a change. I still think we should just do it next Tuesday and just give up the day to this. 
All right. Well, let's see. Okay, that 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 can be a fallback plan. It's it would be worth it. Will you tweet to everybody to let them know what we just decide? Yeah, I will tweet to everybody uh, to let everyone know what we decide. What do you guys think? Do you care? Do you want? Well, they they would find it amusing for us to be drunk in the morning, but I don't know if I would find it amusing for me to be drunk in the morning. Then you just need to have another drink. Then you would find it amusing to be drunk in the morning. Um, yeah. So. Darren says, yes, I do venture outside the house. <laughs> He's pretty vague about it. <laughs> yes. Well, he goes to the library, too. Some, he sometimes listens from the well, library. Well, this is, this is what I would like to say, Darren. You seem like a really nice guy. So I hope that the people who is live in your community also get the benefit of your wonderfulness and get to enjoy you the same way we do. Yes. That's There's a, plenty of Darren for everybody. Yes. And that goes for everybody who contributes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or listens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want to, uh, the mail sack was a little light, but if you have any questions, uh, you know, mail statements are welcome, but mail <laughs> questions are even more welcome. The mail sack was a little light. I have to say it. That's what she said. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So here I am. Oh, um, be careful, the, the horse will bite you. Oh, uh, oh, I can't do it. No, then you just uh, say... Well, excuse me. Oh, that's what she said. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I got all jumbled up. <laughs> I gave you the, the... I set you up. I, I put the, 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 the wiffle ball on the tee. And then I still walk straight away from it. Uh, if I ever see him again, oh, I know what I'm going to say. Okay. Mr. Martin? Wait. Oh, oh, be careful. That horse will bite you. She probably won't say that again. Okay. But but if he say anything, okay, I will say, Mr. Martin, last time I saw you, you told me the horse would bite and I screamed in your face and I'm sorry. I think you're really great. That's what I really want to say. I accept your apology. <laughs> well, excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> um, tweet at us at Nooner... Dan Marty, email us at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Follow Giselle at. Uh, no, I'm nowhere to be No, no, followed. no. Just, just follow her. If you see her on the street, yeah. just follow her. But but give a, a good distance, <laughs> like a good 20 feet, you know. And But keep yourself uh, unknown, you know. Keep yourself in the shadows. Yeah. Because yeah, she knows kung fu. Um, <laughs> and so we will. Um, I know figure- of kung fu. <laughs> And that it would be the fragrance, the, the men's fragrance Is from the 70s. Is there a fragrance called Kung Fu? Yeah, yeah. What do it smell like? It smells like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, it smells like a dojo mat. Exactly. And uh, we will see you next Tuesday. Goodbye, everybody. It was
yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.